from the Cats Audio Network. This is Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Cats Today for a Monday, August the 8th, 2022. Louie Butko here with you on the Cats Audio Network. Thanks for checking us out. Really do appreciate it. Big show coming up. We're going to hear from Coach O as he spoke after the game on Saturday. We'll hear from Simone Lawrence post-game as well. And later on, we'll be joined by Ticat's Audio Network Analyst, former Ticat, and now the Director of Community Partnerships with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Courtney Steven. Uh, lots to get into with him, including uh, his thoughts on what happened on Saturday night. And uh, guess what? The sun rose Sunday morning, and then it rose again today so it is not the end of the world despite the two and six record I know sometimes it can feel like it uh, but no the uh, the tie cats are are still alive and still kicking two and six not where they want to be but I should point out that if the playoffs started today the Hamilton Tiger cats would host a playoff game in the East semifinal. Still 10 games left in the season. We're not even at the halfway point. Uh, Ticats will hit the halfway point on Friday when they host the Toronto Argonauts. And we hope to see you there. Go to Ticats.ca slash tickets uh, to get your tickets for that game. Ticats will be looking for a little bit of revenge after the 34-20 loss Saturday at BMO Field. And a lot of the same issues the Ticats have had in losses this season and in some of their wins, yes. Uh, the third quarter, fourth quarter, specifically being outscored 18-3 to in the fourth, 28-6 to in the second half. Uh, the Ticats will have to be better and have to turn it around to uh, try and uh, get make some ground on the Argos. Uh, but that, they do have three of the next four against the Argos, so uh, lots of opportunities to gain some ground uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we mentioned uh, Courtney Stevens going to be by. We'll hear from Simone Lawrence, but let's start as we normally do here on Ticats today. Here is the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after the game on Saturday. Just that, uh, you know, we, we were hit with some adversity, some, some key injuries, um, but at the end of the day, you know, the game was 17-17. It was feeling like it might be one of those games where whoever had the ball last was likely to have the best opportunity and the defining moments that they made to play. And, you know, we had two two crucial, you know, circumstances in, in special teams and that wasn't favorable, but yet and still we were still, we had the ball, you know, down seven and we expect to go down and make those plays. I wouldn't call those mistakes. Okay. Uh, they're definitely, you have to score touchdowns, you know, when you have those opportunities. It's not going to happen every time. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that's addressed. We work we work down there all the time, but the other teams playing also, and it's not like uh, we're not aggressive. Um, we got to make plays. That's that's really the bottom line. It's it's not it's not really any bigger than that. And you know, we had opportunities, and and we didn't we didn't make them. Yeah, they changed it up. I got they got rid of the ball a bit quicker, and kind of got him in a groove and. You know, caught us in between a little bit. And so, you know, credit them. You can't stop everything, you know, all the time. Uh, but again, we got to find a way to get off the field. This isn't just a, a special teams thing. This is no. offense, defense, and special teams. All Each phase had opportunities to either keep them backed up, score a touchdown, you know, or protect the punter. And uh, when you're lining up for extra points, that's, that's tough sled. I'm going to answer that a different way. It, it's tough. It's tough to 
to see Braylon go down. Uh, he's a big part of what we do. Um, but that wasn't the effect of the game. The game was still, you know, I'm, so what I'm saying is, you know, I feel for Braylon. It is a blow to our football team. But the game was in front of us. We, we had a chance uh, to win that uh, multiple times in different ways. Credit them. They made the defining plays, and we didn't. So, yeah, tough blow with, with Braylon. Well, we'll see the injury report. Uh, we weren't planning on going out there uh, a ton, uh, if any, anyway, uh, despite whatever the result may be. And we'll see. There's going to be certain things we're going to have to walk through. There's certain things we're going to have to clean up. Um, but I don't see us overexerting ourselves, and uh, you know we we got to remain fresh the best we can. That is the head coach and president of football ops, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after the game on Saturday, and he mentioned the plan for practice. Is still waiting for official word on whether or not the Ticats will hit the practice field tomorrow. But if they do, uh, you can catch the Ticats audio network from Tim Hortons Field as the Ticats get set for the Argos. He also mentioned some of the injuries, and uh, yeah, the Ticats were definitely hit. By the injury bug in that game, uh, firstly, Braylon Addison, and which is awful. Um, you know, we talked about Braylon last week. We had Luke on to talk about Braylon. We had Braylon on him, his, himself. Um, that one's a punch in the gut, not just for what he brings to the offense, but when you hear the way Dane talks about him as a player on the field, but also as a person off the field, uh, to, to lose him and what he brings uh, is going to be tough. Uh, depending on how long he's out. Again, we'll get updates at practice uh, tomorrow from Coach O. Uh, Bailey Feltmate on special teams. Big loss. Again, special teams guys, not always the names. Not always household names. You think of Curtis Newton. You think of Nick Cross. You know, they're not making the big sacks out there, but they are key contributors and losing them on special teams one week after another after another is going to affect the way the game plays out. And I think we saw that on the uh, the blocked punt that was eventually taken back for a touchdown by the Argos. Mike Jones had to leave the game and did not return. So, yeah, the Ticats are banged up. It'll be interesting to see how they attack the practice week, getting guys in for reps or resting the bodies, reviewing tape. Uh, we'll keep our eye on that throughout the practice week right here on Ticats today. Uh, for more on Saturday's game, let's hear from Simone Lawrence, of course, the longest-serving active member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He has been here for the good times and the not-so-good times uh, the last few years, and uh, here's what he had to say after the loss on Saturday. Honestly, it's never one player. Um, it doesn't, like, it's not, the football doesn't work like that. It's the ultimate team sport. You know, we got to play three phases. No one player ever is the reason for any football game. There's too many people on the field. Um, what we do have to do is um, do what we is emphasized during halftime. No, we knew coming out in the game we didn't need to make any penalties, and we we committed penalties and like just stuff that we can control. Like penalties is a controllable factor, you know, and we just can't do stuff like that. It's just the ebb and flow of the football. Um, it's hard to explain without watching the tape, right? Like, I'll go home tonight and watch the tape and see what's up. But uh, for whatever reason, we got to come out and, you know, execute. That's, like, the main focus. We got to execute. Like, nobody's just whooping us, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not how it's going. We have to find a way to execute and make your play. Like, just everybody has to find a way to make their play. Honestly, it's like... 
for us, I think it's like a blessing just because like when you lose a game, the whole week you it's on you, you know what I mean? So like we got five days to get it off of us and we get to go home in Hamilton to try to get this win and get back on the winning train at home. It's like mental penalties, you know what I mean? And you know, that's just everybody. We have to remind each other, because like I said, football's the ultimate team game. We have to be on each other, letting each other know, like we can't do this, we can't do that. And just keep it in our heads, keep it flowing throughout the game. You know, because like throughout the game, you know, like on our sideline, you know, we thought it was probably going to be one of those 40-0 blowouts, the way it was feeling. But, you know, the ebb and flow of the game, you know, you just got to adjust with your teammates and keep everybody in the game. Yeah, and, uh, and that's been happening. But, like, the I'm trying to – I stay in the positive yeah. And, like, you know, with eight games and we still got half the season left and nobody's taking off on nobody and I'm just going to keep living in reality. Reality is we're – couple games out of first place to get to the uh, in the playoffs and you know anything happens and you just keep chucking wood because it's not no short effort of work because we work hard we take day zeros ones twos and threes so we'll just keep working that is Simone Lawrence as he spoke after the game on Saturday and again uh, always appreciate what uh, Simone has to say the longest serving active member of the Ticats and uh, playing his first game back since uh, week four and uh, looked pretty sharp doing it. All right, for more on Saturday's game, very pleased now to be joined by the Director of Community Partnerships for the Ticats. He's also an analyst on the Ticats Audio Network. He hosts the uh, Tiger Cats Game Day alongside Mike Daly, which you can catch every Tiger Cats Game Day right here on the Ticats Audio Network. He is also a former Ticat himself. Of course, you know who I'm talking about. It's Courtney Steven. And uh, Court, uh, put your player hat on for me. Uh, let's go into the locker room after the game. What's being said? What are you saying after that game Saturday night? Man, got to finish. Got to get better. Uh, there's so many things that you could say, honestly. But the bottom line is the t- team's got to finish. And, you know, there's been flashes of absolute brilliance. You've seen the offense move the ball at will. You've seen the resurgence of the run game. Uh, There's been explosive plays on special teams and there's been big stops on defense. The defensive line is getting going, but the one thing that really has to happen is just to got to play a full four quarter game. And I think that's one, if you had to point out one thing, it's just finishing. I asked this uh, to Luke a couple of weeks ago, how much of this sport is mental? (laughs) I think, uh, 90% 90% at least, because at this point, everybody's good, right? You don't have to practice tackling anymore. You do, because that's what pros do. Um, you know the technique of how to properly catch a ball. You understand all of the schemes, or you would think that most guys do, but it's a lot about not necessarily what to think, but it's how do you think. It's staying in the, the focus and being detail-oriented for as long as possible. When you're playing professional sports, everybody gets paid to do this thing. So you're dealing with the best of the best and the margin for error, especially with a team like the Ticats who are right now scrapping and fighting for every uh, victory that they can get. The margin of error is very thin. So the mental side of this game really comes into play and it's who can prevent that lapse in focus late in the game and and really just do their job and grade out the highest. I think that's really uh, the sign of a team that that's a winning team is, is who can focus, who can keep their mental edge. Uh, so Lawrence after the game was asked about a specific play 
Uh, I think it was a sack, a sack attempt on McLeod Bethel Thompson late in the game. And, and, and he very quickly said it, it was, it was not one player. There's 12 guys on the field at once offense, defense, special teams. And I think we can all agree that each phase of the game had a play that could have gone another way and really changed the perspective, but special teams specifically. And for you, because you were such a great special teams player, can you put it into perspective? What's it like to lose a Nick cross and then you lose Curtis Newton. And then during the game, you lose Bailey Feltmate and not to mention Tyler Ternowski. Like we, we all want to talk about the offense. We all want to talk about the defense, but the special teams is sometimes that, forgotten place on the football field where games can be won and lost. And I'm not saying that the special teams lost this game, but can you talk about the impact of losing three key players like they did and then losing Bailey Feltmate? Just, just how much does that affect the special teams? Well, the special teams units, they're going to play just about as many snaps as the offense or defense when you add it all together. And a guy like Curtis Newton, just as an example, He's one of the veteran leaders who's seen a lot of different looks. He's been in a lot of different situations. And that kind of experience is contagious, or it can be when you're next to him, you almost have a little bit more skill just because he's got two eyes to show you, hey, look, right here, this D-line, they might be running a stunt against this protection. Or when they overload this side, this is what they're trying to get you to do. Don't bite. So not having that IQ added to your, your lineup, it's tough. And, you know, special teams in general tends to have a lot of turnover. Those are the guys who are on the bubble trying to fight to earn a spot on the team. So when you remove veterans from that mix, it always adds a little bit of extra challenge or some adversity. But this isn't anything that I don't think the Ticats can overcome. It's just a matter of getting up that learning curve quickly and finding other guys who can step in and fill those voids. Now, you don't replace a Curtis Newton in, in one day, but you take time to find out what is it actually that – the Ticats need to do. They need to find chemistry and they need to find out who those next core guys are who are going to be able to step up and replace those you know, key contributors on special teams. Is there a, a mindset and going back to the mental thing, mental aspect of this game, is there a, a, can you go into it thinking like, okay, this is rock bottom guys. Like this is, this is as low. We just lost to the Argos. We're two and six. Like this is the base of where we just need to go up from here. Or are you in the mindset that, Hey, if you think you hit rock bottom, there's still another level to have. Like, can you go through that mindset of thinking like this is as bad as we're not as bad as we're going to be, but this should be where we're at at the bottom. Nowhere to go but up. Well, at some point in time, you have to just draw the line and say, you know what? We're burning the boats. We're moving forward. We're going to make the changes that we need to come out on the other side of this as who we know we are. Now, the team, like I said, they've shown flashes of brilliance, yeah. but it's just a matter of putting together a four-quarter game. And I think that the Ticats, they have a ton of guys on this roster that can contribute. And it's just a matter of actually seeing what's the best use of that mix of guys. And, you know, it could get worse. Hmm. I think the thing to focus on is the fact that every game is its own game. And the points that were scored last week cannot win the next one. So you need to just focus on the next opportunity. It's the only one you have an opportunity to actually make a difference in. Can't go back in time. So just clear the mechanism, start from scratch, get back to work and 
just face this next opponent as if it's the first opponent of the season. You're zero and zero. That's the only way to look at it because that's the only thing that you have control over. And of course, the next opponent is the last opponent they just saw in the Toronto Argonauts, a short week when you had these back-to-backs, because traditionally we used to see, and we're going to see it, uh, the Argos on Labor Day and then a rematch. This time it's going to be a game before and then the Labor Day will be the rematch. But anyway, when you have these back-to-backs, did you like getting right back on the practice field or did you like the fact that this, okay, maybe this will be one of those weeks where we're practicing a little bit less. It's more film for you as a competitor. What did you prefer when you were playing these back-to-backs? Well, going back to the, the notion that you're pro and you've already been playing this game for a long time, going up against the same team that you just saw. I think the most important thing for, especially these tie cats who were really banged up. They had about six guys get injured last game is, is just get healthy. Whoever gets to game day with the most healthy bodies has an advantage. And so I don't think that you rush back to the practice field. I don't think you need to have long drawn out practices of beating home new plays. I think you revisit what you did. You try and clean up the mistakes and just see where you can improve looking inward and get to the game healthy. There's a lot of guys on this roster, not including those six who went down, who are probably already a little bit nicked up just because we're approaching that midway point. So you don't necessarily have to be running miles. I think you, you're heavier on the film study and you're doing a lot more self-scout because you're trying to see what did we do or did we tip our hand in any way that gave our opponent an advantage and you enter the game with more mental prep than physical prep. Uh- I want you to put your community partnerships hat on because I just read somewhere uh, in some inner office emails that uh, some very exciting and something that's always really special that we get to do uh, is happening again. Uh, maybe I'm spoiling something, but tomorrow uh, players for the first time since before the pandemic are going to Ron Joyce uh, Children's Hospital. Is that true? Am I spoiling anything here or what, what's going on? Yeah, so there's a program that's run out of Ron Joyce that they bring some of the children who have some special needs and they give them an opportunity for those who are able to participate in some sports. So they won't necessarily be in the rooms going bed to bed or doing some of the things that people think of when they think of a hospital visit, but they're giving these young people an opportunity to get out um, just to, to be a little bit active and to interact with some of the guys who put on the black and gold and and uh, put on a show at Tim Hortons Field every week. So that's one that the players really look forward to. And uh, we're really excited to have that one up and running again this year for 2022. First time since the pandemic, I think we're doing these 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 visits, or at least uh, with the, the interactions with the kids. Uh, this is something that's always been near and dear to your heart, isn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, every opportunity you get to talk to somebody, uh, it really just grounds you in understanding the privilege, the blessing that you have especially as an athlete, somebody who's got any number of things going for them, whether it be sound mind, able body, you get a paycheck to play a child's game for a King's ransom. As my friend Larry Dean always used to say, there's just, there's so much to be grateful for. And when you're in a position of privilege, it's always about paying it forward and showing the next person what they can do with, with what they have, where they are, you know, and and putting a smile on someone's face because at the end of the day, uh, we all got to make it through this thing. And if you can lift somebody else up or give them a hand, then, man, I think you're doing your part. Uh, speaking of your friends, uh, I got to text your buddy, uh, Natea J, uh, for later this week uh, for speaking with the enemy on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, any advice you have for me in case he starts trying to talk some smack uh, after the Argos won a game? Anything I can throw back at him uh, later this week? 
Honestly, there's no shade to be thrown right now because <laughs> all he's going to do is tell you to, to point up at the win column. So, hey, tell him that he's got this one for now, but next week we're coming. The Ticats don't lay down, baby. We just keep fighting. So no, no wins are given up for free. They're going to have to earn every single one. You can catch him ahead of every Tiger Cats game day on Tiger Cats game day with Mike Daly. He's Courtney Steven. He's also the director of community partnerships with Hamilton Sports Group. Uh, Court, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it as always. My man. My thanks to Courtney Steven from taking some time from his uh, busy full-time job. That, of course, being the director of community partnerships for the Hamilton Sports Group and Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, to put on his Tiger Cats audio network analyst hat. And just a reminder, you can catch him every Tiger Cats game day on the show, coincidentally titled Tiger Cats Game Day. Uh, he joins Mike Daly to set up the day's action and gets you set for the game. Which you can catch a brand new episode of on Friday. You can also catch a brand new episode of the CFL this week right here on the Ticats Audio Network is Bubba O'Neill and his awesome roundtable recap a whole week's worth of events. Uh, you can find that right now wherever you found this show on the Ticats Audio Network. That'll do it for us today. We are back tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louie Butko, hoping you have a great day. Tycast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tycats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tycats.ca. Subscribe to the Tycats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.